Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Good Life with Dawn Richards. I am so excited to be back with you. I know it's been a little while, and I am Dawn Richards, um, the host of The Good Life with Dawn Richards podcast. So I, I just want to welcome you here. I'm so excited to share what God has given me for you today and for this episode of the podcast. And <clears throat> I do thank you for tuning in, for listening for um, rating the podcast, for downloading it, for sharing it with others. And I want to ask, as always, that you continue to show that love because it does matter. It matters in the analytics, those fun things um, that you probably don't care a whole lot about, but that, you know, can really speak volumes to the powers that be as as it relates to um, getting the show more recognized and in, you know, more search engines and things of that sort. So if you are being blessed, if this podcast has, you know, touched your life in any way, then please be generous. Um, if you can do me that one solid, as they say, and rate it, we are currently on, um, Apple podcasts, iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud. Um, so you're probably listening on one of those two platforms and my heart is to obviously expand to, um, other streaming platforms. But in the interim and in the meantime, if you can, you know, as my partner in this ministry and as my partner in this journey, and just as a listener who really gets something out of these messages, um, share it, rate it, that would be um, so well received and very much appreciated by me. And so since the last time we spoke and the last time I've been with you, I should say, um, we've landed into a brand new season. So happy summer. I hope your summer is off to a great start um, and that you have some great things planned for this new season, as well as looking at it as a season in the natural you know, realm. Um, you know, the seasons change in nature. God told us in Genesis 8 and 22 that as long as the earth remains, there's always going to be cold and hot. There's always going to be summer and winter. In other words, what he was saying, there's always going to be seed time and harvest. And what he was saying is that, you know, things are always going to be evolving. They're always going to be changing. So it's not anything to be alarmed about. In fact, if you really look at it from God's point of view, it's something to be excited about because that means there's another opportunity. Perhaps you've sown in a previous season and this season is going to be a season of harvest, or perhaps you're in a season now where you're going to be sowing and the future seasons will bring in harvest. Whatever season you're in, winter, summer, fall, um, spiritually speaking, embrace it for all that it, that it holds for you. And new seasons are a wonderful time to reset, to refocus, and to really amp up your expectation for what God can do in your life because God is always doing a new thing. Uh, and I want to kind of in that vein, take us through um, some things today around letting go and in particular, letting go of unforgiveness. I think when you enter a new season, it's a perfect time to kind of shake off some things that aren't serving you to kind of reevaluate where you are, reevaluate where you want to be. And also be very honest with yourself. Um, you know, we really don't get far in life or with God, quite frankly, if we're not being honest. You know, God says, you know, I would like for you to come with me <laughs> in honesty and integrity and heart. You know, that's when he's inclined to really get in there and, and get some things going. So we don't need to masquerade. We don't need to pretend like there's, you know, nothing wrong. That we're flawless, that we're perfect because all of us 
is we know about ourselves, um, you know, have things to work on. We have issues that we're, you know, constantly addressing, growing through next levels that we aspire to. And so we don't want to be held down by the things that the enemy would try to, you know, loop us into spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. And I think today's word is going to be a quick word. I believe um, we may have to do a two-parter, but my goal is to keep it relatively quick. Um, but I'm going to flow with the Holy Spirit. Whatever he wants you to have, that's what you're going to get. So it's really not about me. It's about him and what he wants for you. Praise God. But we're going to dive into um, for what some may think is, you know, oh, I don't need to hear that. I, I don't. I'm good. I don't have any unforgiveness. I don't have any issues in my life in that way. Um, and perhaps you don't. But you know what? The great thing about the word of God is that it keeps us sharp. It keeps us ready. It keeps our spirits in the proper place so that when that day of temptation comes, we're already equipped and we can easily pass those tests. We can easily sail through whatever that is and we can remain victorious as the Lord would have us do. So with that, I want to share with you a scripture that has been instrumental to me as we start here in keeping me on the straight and narrow, so to speak, when it comes to the matter of forgiveness, or you could say con contrarily unforgiveness, um, because the scripture really addresses that. And if you follow me on social media, you may have seen a post that I shared a while back, um, maybe about a month ago, I, I, I shared a post one day and it was just something that God, again, it laid on my heart. Um, I was at home one night and all this stuff came flooding up in my heart. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast on that. I'm going to do some teaching on that. And, um, the first thing I shared was just the scripture or excuse me, this post around a, a lesson that my pastor actually taught our congregation years ago, but it's so vital and it's such a big help. Um, and how you can frame things and how you can really just day to day, keep your heart in that right place and in a good place, keep your prayers flowing freely, the answer to prayer flowing freely for you. And the lesson was essentially this, that each day when you wake up, you can actually take control over your will. You can, and you already do it, whether you recognize it or not. You will to get out of the bed. You could lie there all day. Now, it probably wouldn't serve you very well if you have a job to, to be at or you have children to care after or you have, you know, a life to live. But you could. You could do that because it's your will. You will to brush your teeth or not. You know, you could go out into the world with bad breath and halitosis and it probably wouldn't merit much and get you very far as you started to engage with people. And, you know, I'm being a little facetious, but you get the point. Everything you do requires your will. You will to go to work and do a good job. You will to take care of your responsibilities or not. And similarly, when it comes to spiritual matters and matters of the heart, you have that same authority. You have that same right to set your will. And so the lesson that my pastor taught us, and by the way, my pastor is Creflo Dollar. He's amazing. So if, you, if you're not familiar with World Changers Church International, I'm just giving a quick shout out. And pastors Creflo and Taffy Dollar, you must get plugged in. Um, they, they teach the word of God with simplicity and understanding. And you're going to see just that with this example. But he taught us 
that we can set our will before our day ever really gets going, before we're out in the world, before we're dealing with folks, before we have any opportunity to be offended or have something come at us. Um, or maybe it's something that you've already been harboring, but now you're ready to release it. You set your will to forgive anyone for anything. How freeing is that? How freeing is that? And it's almost like a spiritual um, dose of, uh, you know, dynamite because it's like you pump yourself up and you're already in the mind frame that if the person cuts you off in traffic, you know, maybe if your spouse says something to you sideways or your boss or your children get underfoot or whatever that looks like, that you don't have to take that in. You actually have already forgiven them. You've set your will that in that moment, when that offense comes, when that wrongdoing comes to you, when that trespass comes to you, whatever it looks like, that pain, that hurt, you know, you can take authority over that. And in that moment, you can forgive. And it doesn't mean there isn't more processing to do depending on the nature of the grievance. Yeah, there may be a lot more processing to do, but what we're talking about right now is our will. We will to obey God. We're talking about straight up obedience, nothing more, nothing less. We're not talking about how we feel about it. We're not talking about it. If we think it's a good idea, if they deserve it, you know, how dare them, how dare they do that? And, you know, you don't know what they did to me. We're not talking about any of those things. We're not considering any of that at start. We're just simply obeying God. And Jesus is the one who came up with this. My pastor gave it to us in a way that we could digest it and in a way that makes sense for our day-to-day walk. But Jesus is the author of it. You know, the Bible tells us that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. And so in Mark 11, if you have your Bibles, I want you to go there with me. Mark 11, and looking at verse 24, Jesus has just given the disciples, they're all together. He's given them a, 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 a strong message on faith and about how we, can speak to mountains and they'll be removed, how we can use our words to basically create the life we want because he tells us that we can have what we say. And he actually tells us we will have what we say. So just a little side note, a little rabbit trail. That means you can have what you say that's good and you will have what you say that's not so good. So make sure you're saying the right things. But he goes through this powerful lesson And he bestows this authority on us with the power of our words, the power of our prayers. He says, if you say it, you can have it. You know, he's talking about all of that all the way up through verse 24. And then we get to verse 25 and he says, but here's the thing. Before you do any of that, before you start down that path of praying and decreeing and declaring and saying and believing you receive and all of that. If you have anything against anyone And I love the Amplified translation. This is the one that struck my heart the very first time I read it and heard it and and received it and has kept me, um, as I said, on that straight and narrow for the most part throughout these years. And is what I always divert back to when I am struggling in this area. He says, if you have, I mean, come on now, if you have anything against anyone, that literally covers everything like There is no wiggle room in there. There are no exceptions. He said anything against anyone, however big you feel it is, or however 
insignificant or small you feel it is. He says, this is what I'm telling you I want you to do. I want you to drop it. The Amplified version says, drop the issue and let it go. Let it go. And just think about that. How freeing is that when you let something go? You know, you may have a dove. You know, sometimes you go to weddings and and beautiful ceremonies and they let the doves go. And, And to me, that always represents such a freedom. It's like I'm letting it go. I'm releasing it. I'm getting it away from me. I'm pushing it out of my life. I'm dropping the issue. And God is a God of purpose. Everything he ever says and does is rooted and grounded in purpose. And so what is the purpose behind Jesus telling me, the person who's been hurt, the person who's been offended, the person who's been done wrong, the person who's been used and abused? What is the point of him telling me to do that? The point is that if you don't forgive, you're not hurting the person that offended you. You're not hurting the person that did you wrong. You're hurting yourself. And God doesn't want that for us. He wants us to be what? Free. Glory to God. And so wrapped up in unforgiveness is bondage. If we're insisting upon holding on to the thing rather than dropping it, because Jesus said, drop it. And it was, it just hit my spirit so strongly the first time I saw that, like I mentioned, especially in the Amplified Translation, because it said, let it go, let it drop. And so anytime I was tempted to just be like, but, but, uh, uh-uh, let it go, let it drop. And it's so matter of fact, it's so definitive. And then you can go on to the processing of the healing and receiving the healing in your heart or in your emotions or whatever you need to do to feel as though you have forgiven because forgiveness ultimately is an act of your will. We've already talked about that. Just like love is an act of our will. The emotional elements, the symptoms of unforgiveness, meaning, ooh, I get a funny knot in my stomach when I hear that person's voice or I see them coming in and I don't really think I'm ready to face them or, you know, I've forgiven them, but I don't foresee a future in this in this relationship. You know, reconciliation is not an option. Whatever those things look like, that that is the processing. And those are a lot of times just symptoms of unforgiveness that you will inevitably release as you go forward in faith and obedience because faith and obedience is going to bring the power on the scene to ultimately steer your heart, steer your emotions into unison with the decision that you have made to obey God and to forgive. In the meantime, you're completely free. The enemy has nothing that he can torment you with. He has nothing that he can attach onto you. Now he's going to try it because that's his nature. He is the tempter, but we're better and smarter than that because we already have made the decision. And as often as we need the recommended dosages daily, as we talked about just a moment ago, as you start your day, simply say, I set my will this day to forgive anyone for anything. And if it's something lingering that's already happened, you simply bring that thing to mind and you speak that over it. And you say, I have forgiven such and such for X, Y, Z. I have released that. I have forgiven them and I am free in the name of Jesus. And you continue to do it. You continue to take your medicine until all the symptoms are gone. And don't you know the Holy Spirit is in there working with you and helping you 
You're not on your own. I heard someone say once that holding on to unforgiveness after someone has wronged you or hurt you or whatever the case may be, is like you taking poison, but expecting them to die. <laughs> Just think about it. Unforgiveness is a poison. And when we hold on to it, what did I just say earlier? It's not serving us. It's not helping us. It's hurting us. The Bible actually talks about in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, he starts off in verse 14 by saying, listen, I want you all to work at living in peace with each other. I want you, he goes on to say in verse 15, to look after one another. And this is why, because I don't want any of you to fall into the poisonous root of bitterness. He doesn't want us to fall prey to the poison, as the Bible calls it poison. He says, I don't want you all falling prey to that poison of poisonous root of bitterness. Because what happens is when it's there, when that root is there, the scripture says it's going to grow up and then it's going to trouble you. And I don't know about you, but I don't need any more trouble in my life. <laughs> I'm trying to dismiss trouble. I'm not inviting trouble. But see, that's the dis that is the insidious nature of unforgiveness because it feels as though, you know, you're doing something that's good because when you think about it and you hold on to that hurt and that bitterness and that anger and that malice in that moment, it probably does something for you emotionally, but those are wrong emotions that can lead to wrong actions that will have undesired results. And the Bible says, listen, if you go down that path, and you allow that thing to get rooted in your heart, to get rooted in your spirit, to get rooted in your emotions, it's going to grow up. The fruit is going to come up, good or bad. And it's going to trouble you. Not that person, not the spouse, not the boss, not the neighbor, not the person in traffic. But you. So do what's best for you and make that quality decision to let it go and to let it drop. And you say, okay, Dawn, I, I'm on board with that. So now what do I do? Because I still do have these feelings. I still do feel very much upset. I still, I made that decision. I've forgiven the person by faith. And now you're going to rely on the Holy Spirit. You're, you're going to put it all on him. And you're going to say, Holy Spirit, I thank you for working in me. I thank you for releasing me from these symptoms of unforgiveness. I thank you for healing me through and through. I thank you for keeping me steady, Lord. And that's when you just kick it into overdrive in your prayer life and in your time of fellowship. And you invite the Lord in. You invite the Holy Spirit in to work in you. You invite him to show you what you need to learn, what you need to take away. Um, the primary lesson being that you are now free from that offense and it really can't hurt you anymore because that's what the enemy wants. He doesn't want it to be a one-time thing. Oh, they talked to me so ugly. Oh, they stole from me. Oh, they did that. You know, that's a one-time thing, one and done. And maybe it might have been a multiple-time thing, but each time in, in, in every infraction, it's one and done. And it doesn't have to have those lingering effects. 
if we don't allow it to, but the, but the devil wants it to. He wants to keep us in bondage. That's his MO, to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's why the Lord even said, if your brother comes to you 70 times a day, 70 times seven, and asks you to forgive, go ahead and do it. Because you're staying on the path of freedom. And I know sometimes when we forgive, and I think this is what gets a lot of people, sometimes when we forgive, it almost feels like, a consolation prize. It almost feels like we're saying to the other person, okay, I forgive you and somehow I'm endorsing and I'm signing off on what you've just done to me. And I'm negating the fact that you actually did just totally show out. You totally did something foul, but no, we had, I had to learn. And this is another thing that really helped me in, in, in walking fully in forgiveness and being you know, more inclined to forgive before anybody asks for forgiveness because forgiveness doesn't need somebody to ask you to forgive them before you do it. No, this is just between you and God. That's why it's forgiveness. You're typically doing it in advance. So it's not about, well, they didn't ask me to forgive. They didn't apologize. It's not about them. We're keeping it right here at home base. It's about us. But getting back to that, what helped me tremendously is to recognize that when I forgive someone, it's not that I'm agreeing that what they did was right by any means. That's the furthest thing from what forgiveness represents. I'm not endorsing your wrongdoing, but what I am doing is going free from its power to hurt me any longer. I'm putting it in its place, in its proper place. And I'm taking it off the throne of my heart, my mind, my emotions, my will. So you cannot any longer hurt me. You know, I remember Oprah uh, sharing kind of her lesson on this. And I get tickled every time I think about it. And she talked about how there was somebody, uh, a lady or something that she had had, I guess they'd had a falling out or whatever, something had happened. And it seems as though the lady was really the one that had wronged her and she had taken offense and she was holding it against her. She was mad. She was like, okay, I'll show her. I won't talk to her. I'm going to ice her out. You know, how dare she, you know, and it was just one of those things where, you know, I'm cutting her off. I'm going to hold on forgiveness. Um, you know, don't come my way, that kind of thing. And she said she was just, you know, just, nurturing all of that and one day she happened to see the lady strolling down Michigan Avenue and strolling into Tiffany's and not only did she stroll into Tiffany's she was laughing why she did it and she said she had a revelation then and there that that lady was just fine she probably didn't even know or was none the wiser that Oprah had all this drama going on around what the lady had done and she was living her best life and just think about that. How often are you and I possibly caught up and the enemy wants to keep us caught up and stewing over something and the offender is moved on. They're not even aware. don't care because if they were shady enough typically to do what they did, they probably don't care. And, not, and that's not the case in every scenario. Obviously, we do things, you know, we've offended people just like people have offended us. And it doesn't mean we don't love them or care about them. But nonetheless, you move on. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be able to move on because we're, again, not hurting them. Ultimately, it's us that's taking the poison. It's us that's putting that root there that's going to grow up and trouble us. So 
We're going to wrap it here for today. And I'm going to pray about whether God wants me to come back and share anything else on this topic. But you just get your mind centered around forgiving, being a person of grace that forgives before anyone ever asks. And watch how free you become and remain. Thank you for listening as always. Stay connected with me online at dawnrichards.org, our website, on social media, on Instagram at Dawn Richards Men, Twitter at Dawn Richards Men, and Facebook at Dawn Richards Ministries. And until we're together again, God bless you and enjoy the good life.